Back again for the Game Rescue Show. I'm Jesse. Today I have Seth. I'm here. I'm, I'm a little sick still, so uh, Jesse's hosting. Yes, and we also have Mike with us again. I'm back for a second time. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into our episode, what are we all playing these days? What's uh, What has uh, tickled our fancy at the moment? Man. Oh, great question. That's um, a great question. What, what have you been playing, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, I uh, have been playing uh, the Hitman games. I'm going back through the Hitman games. That's right. Getting That's... ready for their fantasy RPG that they're making? Uh... That's going to be awesome. Those guys know how to make great, great level designs, so I'm excited to see that. Well, considering the fact that Square Enix, they just fired the president. and uh, Well, they're the not with Square company, anymore. Yeah, the company oh. that made Forspoken got closed. <laughs> oh, the, the, the peop- IO is by themselves. They bought themselves out. Oh, that's IO cool. IO is independent of themselves. So they don't, oh. they're not controlled. They were, before Square sold off all their Western developers, IO bought themselves out, which was kind of the start of it. Also, Luminous has always kind of been a part of Square, and they allowed them to do special projects, so everyone making fun of Luminous for being reabsorbed, that was probably the plan to begin with anyway, because a lot of Luminous technology is throughout all of Square's games. They just let them make a couple games, so that way they could, it's like a tax thing, and then they brought them back. What have you been playing, Mike? Oh! If no one follows me on Twitter... Uh, I've been playing Wulong Fallen Dynasty, which is uh, Dynasty Warriors except a Souls game, and it's perfect. It's like it's like if Sekiro didn't have stupid controls, and I actually wanted to play it. Sorry, Sekiro, I just I just didn't like you. I didn't like Sekiro either. I love this game. They the dodge and parry button are the same button, and it what? it works. It works. Because huh. if you screw up your parry, you still dodge it. So it, there, there's oh. less chances of you getting hurt. And the system is like that. The first bo- fought, first boss, which if you go online, that's all anyone's complaining about, is strategically there to teach you how to parry. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So it's like, it's like second row, but not as punishing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get punished. Like some of, like, there, some of those fights are going to beat the crap out of you. But it's definitely the balance that's more rewarding, the the approach to, to like, so each level, each map has its own, like, in it, like, level within the environment. And you can raise that. It's called fortitude. You can raise that by finding different battle flags, different, different markers. And it's because you're at war. So it's the war of the three, you know, the romance of the three kingdoms saga. And so you're mm. just trying to, like, take over certain positions. And it's like a momentum system in a bit. So, and each person huh. in that level, each enemy in that level has like a level, a fortitude level to go with that. So as long as you get your fortitude up, they'll either be easier or harder. And you can influence that fortitude by getting surprise attacks on them, by counter, by doing parries to critical attacks. So they have really great systems within their stuff. Just the story is kind of weird. <laughs> weird. Um, but other than that, I'm it's, not surprised. It's Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> it's not Dynasty Warriors. It's the guys who made Neo. It's just that story from Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Can't wait for us to do the film rescue of Dynasty Warriors, guys. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, well, that's Seth, not on your list. <laughs> no, Seth, what are you playing? Uh, honestly, I've been doing a ton of Mario Kart online lately. Um, they've been pumping out all the new tracks recently, and so I'm trying to stay fresh on everything and and kind of rank my uh, my online standing up a little bit. So it's been a lot of online Mario Kart, and I'm getting wow! What a Nintendo show! 
No, I know. <laughs> I, yeah. The check's in the mail, homie. Um, Heck yeah. Nice. Jesse, Did what are we talking about today, map, though? Did that fourth map come out? <laughs> well, today we're not here to talk about a good game. We're here to talk about one that uh, I have serious problems with. Uh, we're going to get a lot of hate for this one because apparently if you don't like this game, you don't like women, apparently. Uh, oh, I so, thought we already knew that we didn't like women. <laughs> Last of Us Part 2. Um, this game sharply divided people, and uh, I get why. Um, I'm in the camp of I don't like it. Um, and it, I, I, I want to address the controversy right up front. People were attacking this game simply because it had two female characters as your lead protagonist. Uh, can we knock that off? Like, don't forget the play? other thing. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But can we just knock off, like, the excuse of if you don't like this, you don't like women? It's like the same shit that happened when Captain Marvel came out. Everyone said, if you don't like this movie, you don't like women. Stop hiding behind that and just acknowledge that maybe it's just not that good. Well, and, and to be clear, there were people who were hating it just for having women in it. And that's oh, a yeah, very, yeah. like— And the other thing. Uh, that's a yeah. well, yeah, and that that controversy within itself is really endemic of these reactionary communities. Like, because yeah. you're seeing the same reaction to the show as if the games weren't gay as fuck. Like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, okay. you're you're you are absent between the ears. Yeah. If if yeah. that's the kind of shit that you're having issues with here, yep. um, the people so- that are attacking the TV show are all the right wing pundits. It's only those people, people that are on centrist or left they're like oh yeah we love this show but everyone that's on the right say it's all boring woke bullshit (laughs) that's the only statement they have that it's boring woke bullshit there's not (laughs) enough zombies in the show it's not about that that's not not the point no good zombie show movie anything is about the zombies. It's about what the effect of zombies yeah. had on humanity. That's right. what a good zombie show is. Hey, Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. Zombies don't matter and good human characters do. Mm-hmm. Which Wait, you had not. You, you mean Negan, the biggest villain since Darth Vader, was you know that, a, <laughs> an over-the-top character for You know what's even funnier? All the crap that happened with him, like him redeeming himself for brutally murdering people, happens in the comic, too. Oh, what? The the dude ran out of ideas writing that thing. Like, it's not like Invincible. Invincible's great, but... I I think here's my biggest thing that I want to say about this game. Up front. When the leaks started happening and people started being like, oh, one of the characters is is trans, and Abby was just swole as fuck. Uh, And there is a trans character that comes later. It, 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 it annoyed me. And I was like, stop. Just stop. I think anybody that does anything that involves uh, not liking this or playing this or, 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 or doing this means you're this. Absolute statements don't get you anywhere. In fact, if we haven't seen from the game that we will never talk about, don't do that. Do not absolutely approach anything. Like, if you do this, you are this. If you hate this... You are this. Don't ever do that, because all you're going to do is piss off the other side to the point that they're going to make it the biggest thing it's ever been. Mm. Hence The Mm. Last of Us Part 2. Hence the game we won't talk about. Don't ever make absolution like that, because it's dumb, and it never works. The one thing I will say with regards to the diversity within the game, there is a point where I thought that it did feel like it was filling diversity quotas. (laughs) This is a really touchy subject, but here's the way I'll I'll dis- I'll discuss this. The woman that plays Dina in the game, that actress, that is her face. 
That is not her motion capture performance, and that is not her voice. Oh. Why? Well, I mean, that that's not Laura Bailey's body on Abby. Exactly. So. <laughs> like, like that's the thing. Why would you cast a person just for their face, and then put another person's voice in that person's mouth, and then put another person's body in the motion capture? I think Unless it's you're trying to, to fill a diversity quota. I don't think it's that. I, it's I mean, like especially it's like molding a person into like, well, this is what we could do with this. Like, can you just cast an actor being like, yeah, let's use that person. I mean that that's 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 kind of the reason why video games are the way that they are is because you're looking for three different performances. This is not like acting where you need one performance. There are three performances. There is the physical, there is the emotional, and then there is the vocal emotional. And you have to be able to do all three. And sometimes the person that you want to do two of those isn't good enough for the third one, or they're just not hitting the timing that you want. That's and fair. so you find a third, you find another one. I don't think it is a diversity quota. I think it was the the performance capturer met the standards and they love that standard, but the voice that the performance capture did, and they might have just not done well. Performance capture is the most awkward thing in the world to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so like because I mean when you're done a scene, I, if I don't know if anyone's seen the video from the Last of Us Part One, which is this super emotional scene that the very beginning of the first game where Joel is, <laughs> Sarah just died, and so it's it's the performance capture of Troy Baker and the woman who plays his daughter, and it's that raw emotional scene where he's holding her in his arms dead, and what happens is the scene ends and they have to get up and put go into tipos. <laughs> like performance capture is hard it's awkward and it's very hard to understand and get down so sometimes mm. you're just like this is not working you're not hitting these notes and i don't like the way your vocal approaches so we're just going to have you do this and then we're going to get someone else to do it just like abby's actor the actress for abby her voice is weird so laura bailey having that smooth strong approach is a perfect replacement to abby and so I just sometimes that happens. It, I don't think it's a diversity quota thing on that one. Well, and and I'm I'm also curious if any of that is self-imposed internally with this company. Like Naughty Dog is a a company of younger people, creative artists, right? Like gaming itself, the people that were getting into this to be able to make these kind of games now were getting into this a long time ago, and that was always very queer, very leftist area they just didn't have those terms back then right and so yeah. i i'm seeing is this is potentially just like a self-imposed thing where they they wanted to write a more diverse yeah. game to show that you can do this um and and i think all of this is kind of our, our like front load to the podcast to say like we have issues and the way we're going to talk about them is nuanced and we're not making any broad like if you love this game dope like I'm gonna defend yeah. a bunch. I'm gonna defend a yep. bunch when we get into it. Um, yeah. If you love There's this game, a lot to dope. Like about this game. If you did not like this game, you're probably gonna agree with a lot of what we have to say, and we might be filling in some things that you didn't understand why you didn't like it. Yep. Um, that's a much better conversation to have around this than to have like a a conversation around like, uh, do you hate this? Well, you hate women. It's like, well, wait a second. I hate bad rope physics. That wait a minute. I've played all three <laughs> new Tomb Raider games multiple times. I can't. Be <laughs> right, right. Like, like I, I, I'm not. I'm. I have issues with the game. I, I don't have any issues with the fact that the characters are women. So, 
So that's that's our big front load. I think we have meatier things to get into. Jesse, I know you're like your big outright one is tonality is kind yeah. of everything about this oh, game. Oh, it's yeah. Let's let's start with some positives first before we really yeah. run this. Oh thing yeah, yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, I, I uh, number one positive for me the the performances are very strong. Like it, 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 there's great scenes in this game. Like it's really really well done from me. It, you know this. You know what would be really good here if they turn this into a TV show. This would be a really, <laughs> really great TV show. Oh, no, shit. yeah, it's damn near near TV quality and, at times too. Yeah, that's 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 something I wanted to address in the negatives. But yeah, from a visual standpoint, it is well directed. It's well acted. It's well performed. It's just you know there's stuff that I have issues with. We'll get to that. But yeah, that's yeah. The, from a performance standpoint, it's good. I I think I think genuinely an achievement in gaming like this yeah. and Red and Red Dead Two are like a, right. a couple of the few that like this is almost like you're buying games to watch movies like there's whole movies worth of shit in here yeah. and that's that's an accomplishment and I think it's I think it's a, I think it's indicative of those two studios I mean yeah Rockstar and Naughty Dog they can do no wrong with with a lot of people and so they they have this carte blanche with their approach and because you know sony is very confident that whatever the hell naughty dog puts out is going to make them money yeah it's going to be talked about it's going to be big and that's where sony wins a lot of times is they they trust their studios <coughs> microsoft <clears throat> uh, so when when you trust your studios this is what happens you get i mean there's so much raw it's so emotional and raw and it's it's besides the one negative that i have it's gorgeous it is a gorgeous game that really brings to life what it's trying to get across its design its maps sans getting to the hospital near the end <laughs> i hated that fucking level so much but every other design level approach to approach to scenarios i thought that they it, so meticulously well made and they just approached so much right that that my nitpicking my my problems with it seem seem like nothing when you look at the grand scheme of what this could do for for the gaming genre and why Sony is so much better at creating a narrative experience than anybody else and it, that game really shines in that narrative experience so mm. Yeah, that's a that's a big positive. Yeah, I yeah. I totally agree too. What about you, Seth? What do you have for positives? Um, I, I over overall, this is probably one of the cleanest gaming experiences as far as it. We we had just kind of talked about uh, Callisto Protocol recently, Oof. right? And Oof. and that game suffers yeah. from it's rough like. Like, that will end up on this show at some point. <laughs> oh, man, don't make me play the thing. It it suffers from pushing through hallway syndrome. You know what I yeah. mean? And it and it's just tons and tons of that. Press and, X to continue. Yeah, or like, oh yeah, there's no loading in the game, and it's like, yeah, every time I have to squeeze through a wall, though, and that's I a got, hidden loading screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, and but, I got I mean, it. That's cool. I like that though. God uh, of War no, so, did that, and I love that. I don't. I don't hate it especially in the way this game does it where you can watch story happen. Yeah. 
that, that I love that aspect. It's something that I feel like they grab from Portal and Portal Two a little bit, where like yeah. as you go through different sneak sections, you're you're watching the game and an environment that you can explore unfold with gameplay yep. as story. Like gameplay as story. And that's what we talk about on all of our gaming shows a lot is how important that is. I found that to be really, really clean in The Last of Us 2. Now, like, a lot of my issues are contained within the story that was executed, but like, the the stylistic flourish of this uh, like what whatever story we strap in here i want it to be like this game because this game is so effortless as it switches from like having a genuine like cute hookup section go right into one of the most heart-wrenching gut-wrenching areas of the game and it's like dog i feel like i'm playing a movie this is insane (laughs) it's so cool sometimes that's that's my huge positive they're effortless at that sometimes mm-hmm. i think they've always been like that i mean naughty dog has that oh yeah dude has uncharted that. has the same thing yeah i i would love for them to do an uncharted uh, tv show or limited series because i i think that the way that they tell narrative experiences is, is so clean cut and you know when you when you're when you're find a way to be inclusive diverse and also revolutionary with your storytelling you are going to succeed and it's it's going to make people mad those people being old white conservatives <laughs> who gives a shit about them um so i, I you know it, it it pissed me off the the parts that i didn't like about this game and there were times where i felt guilty that i didn't like it because damn there are times where it just it just tugs at you and I'm like, why can't I like this game more? And so it's like they, their narrative hurt me to not like it. Even unlike the, Red Dead, I'm happy I didn't like Red Dead too. It's even the little stuff for me though. The attention to detail to animate their hand moving in the direction of the actual object that you've selected, mm-hmm. so that like cleaning out a room doesn't feel like a chore and has like a a, a, a move to it. Like it like it. It, it's such a, a artistic flair to show that yep. off and not just have it like pop out of existence into your inventory, but to have like a little action for your brain to follow and say, yep. oh yeah, like it keeps, it helps me keep track of what I have on me so much better. Just watching my character <clears throat> reach for it and remembering, no, yeah, I got, I grabbed that kind of bullet a while back. I think I can switch to that gun in this section and then I go to do it. And, the, and it's because they helped me with that animation yeah, oh, that I love that effort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep bringing up this game because it's the two things that had that realism, and that realism is a double-edged sword. And I know one of it is negatives yeah, yeah. is the other side of this sword. Red Dead Redemption Two is another one that has that hyper realism. The difference was was that The Last of Us found a way to be very swift and smooth and fast and so when you're grabbing that stuff it's quick it's quick it's quick it's fluid every fucking thing you do in red dead is so slow it's so clunky it's clunky clunky. (laughs) why and it's so annoying and then this game it's just like and you're like oh that's awesome i like that Mm. oh yeah yeah no that's not the weird game of the of the episode boys and girls I'll drop it during the cons. What, what's what's the most gratifying part of gameplay for you guys? And like like what is because this game has a lot of gameplay loops that kind of like touch each other, and and so like I'm I'm curious what part is the most like 
engaging when you're when you're playing it? Like, what are you hope? What section are you hoping for is going to be the next kind of section? I think that's my problem. I didn't like the gameplay. It's so. Yeah. It's just so violent. It's like, wow. I I don't I don't need to. I didn't want to do stealth, but yet I was trying to be stealthy because I didn't want to hear blood gurgling for the <laughs> 800th time. It was just so... This is just how good they are, though. Yeah. It's just so uncomfortable. And what made it worse was that you could hear them talking to each other and they added names. Yeah. So it yeah. felt personal, yeah. each kill. Yeah. And so for me, I dreaded any section that was people, except for the scars. Fuck them. Uh, or Isaac's people at the end. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Isaac. Uh, though I was fine with killing, especially at that end part after, you know, the reveal with Lev and all that, uh, and, and Yara, I was like, they can all die. I don't care about you. That was the only time I was satisfied with the way I was killing. But at the beginning, especially with Ellie, it, it hurt me a little bit because I'm like, man, I don't know these people and she's just going after her and she's just leaving a pile of dead bodies in her wake. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to keep doing this. Give me a clicker section. For the love of God, give me a clicker section. <laughs> it was just it, uh, just too too violent at times. I had to uh, hug my dog every time I murdered a dog. I <laughs> felt so bad. It was just... Th there. That's where the realism part is a problem for me. And it happens in Red Dead. Everything's so clunky. You know, being killed in two seconds getting to places was so bad and then you go to this game and that realism is on the other side where it's the violence the violence was just too much for me wow i think that's the big problem of the game is that one the game is um well <laughs> the fact that this is the last of us part two are the are the clickers even a thing in this story oh um, yeah, that yeah big one <laughs> do, do they even matter <laughs> No, well, like, to, the, to the, the overall the plot, not really. No, the, the story that they wanted to tell and the game they wanted to create are two different things. Well, well, I think that, what do you feel like each one is? Like, yeah. like, if you were to define each of those parts, what do you think they are? Uh, the there's the action game where you're supposed to be engaged with like, yeah, I'm fucking killing everybody off. Yeah, this is awesome. And the story is like, but revenge is bad. <laughs> it's like, but like, see, I it's it's cognitive dissonance. Yeah. But see, I don't think it's like I think that's why the hyper violence is there. It's because they don't want you to feel like this is just some big old action game. Because but then why the kill... fuck would I play it? But that, see, that's the thing. That's why this game is so awkward. Is because that's, they wanted like, to make all... a game you didn't want to do. All That's this complaining about like the tone and everything like that, and all the people that are like yelling at each other about like, oh, you hate it because it's like this, you hate it because like that, you like no, it's like all this bullshit just to say revenge is bad. That's it. Oh. All that for that. Yeah, revenge is bad. Like when it, you motherfuckers not, that have never taken revenge, you don't know how satisfying it is. Shut the fuck but, up. But see, it's not, and that's that's the reason why. Like real revenge, real life and death revenge. There, there are so many consequences to it, and it's not just, especially in this situation, and especially if you've ever been in a situation where, where life or death was on the line, th there, is, there is another level of gravity to personally doing that stuff that, that is just, going there is impossible to come back from, and coming back from that level of revenge is, it, it, you can't do it, and you know, even even Abby's side when she finally got her revenge, it 
she just wasn't satisfied because it's not satisfying because it doesn't get you anywhere because the person he killed is still gone and all you did was kill somebody else and all you're doing is setting off another chain all you're doing is creating another you that's all you're doing it's a cycle of hatred and it shouldn't have happened the difference is is that while most revenge stories that try to tell this story are movies and they sometimes hit the point sometimes don't this one really lets you see that there were two coins here, both on that same quest, both trying to find reasons to let go, and neither of them could. So so what was it about the first game that that made it feel more elevated in what it was trying to say? Like if this if this Last of Us 2 is trying to say revenge bad and and that we're we're kind of saying you could have ascribed a little higher. Um, where do you feel like the first game ascribed to that we could kind of take some lessons from? Uh, the first game is basically about even when the world is over, you can still find something to live for. Yeah, redemption, salvation, hope. Okay, yeah, yeah there's so- there's simple themes. It's, it's worth noting that the co-writer of the first game did not return for the second game. Hmm. Didn't he leave? I thought he left. He, he left. He left the studio. And um, that's one thing that, got, that people were pissed off about with the credit for the TV show is that he wasn't credited. Hmm. Yeah. Druckmann got all the credits. Like, no, he was only a co-writer. <laughs> and, uh, well, depends. So, yeah. I mean, especially in gaming, depending on who's writing where, Sometimes the writing for one of your writers is only the action scene. Sometimes it's some story bit. Sometimes it's just the dialogue. So I, I don't know his, yeah. his approach in that first game. Um, but, I mean, there's still a lot of that beat from that first game. So I don't think he was... I, I hate saying that he wasn't missed, but I, I do still... Maybe it was cohesion. You know, it's the same thing we say about Spike Lee. The guy needs a co-writer to keep him cohesive. Mm. And I think maybe that's where Druckmann, Druckmann needed that co-writer to keep him cohesive and on the point. Because there are definitely times in the story where he kind of loses it. And also, it's just so unbalanced. It's just so... Why the fuck... Why the fuck are you going to introduce Abby, have me play as Abby several times, then have her kill one of the fan-favorite characters in this show... And then start Ellie's path of revenge, and then be like, "Oh, by the way, you actually need to feel bad for Abby." What the fuck are you doing? Why yeah. did you not start with Abby? This this whole game should have started with Abby finding her fucking dad in the hospital. That's how this game should have fucking started. Not five hours into the game when I'm still angry at her. Oh, she also just shot and killed Jesse. Oh, mm. oh, now I'm supposed to give a shit about her. No, fuck her at that point. Abby got fucking shafted so much by this game. And you're just like, Druckmann, you you wrote Abby as someone we should like, but you didn't balance the way you approached her story so that we did. Mm. And, and, you know, we're coming up on her story after everyone's dead. (laughs) Who cares? I don't care at this point. Why should I give a shit? Just like, why why the imbalance of the story? Why, Why not shift back and forth? a little bit better between these two, you know? Well, and, and my question when we get to the, to the rewrite section is, do we need the original characters to even be part of the story? Why not just start from that point? Like you're saying with Abby and then have it be about her trying to find a way to go exact revenge and learning that lesson so that she drops the need to go kill Joel. 
I don't think Joel needs to die. Honestly, I think that move yeah. was no, some Game of Thrones bullshit. I think it no, was I some shock was. value headassery. When I, if if, yeah. if if you needed to get there, we we needed at least one more story before we get there. I think I think he jumped the gun going there first. Um, and mm. so my question really is like, isn't this game much more interesting if you want to talk about revenge to teach our character at least what the cost of revenge will be? Um, I that having having Abby learn that lesson and then still decide to go after Joel gives you a lot more range with what with what that character can do, which gives your story a lot more range of what it can do. Um, yeah, because Abby gets her revenge against Joel, and then nothing bad happens to her. Yeah, immediately. Oh, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? A lot of shit happens. No, like in, in re- like in reaction to like Joel dying. Like, typically there's like a there's a a hook to like Ellie. Like when she goes after Abby at the end of the story at the Santa Barbara stuff, which really should not be in the game. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, okay, my big negative: the game's too long. Ooh. Too fucking long. Fuck hours. you. Yep. Twenty hours. Eat shit. This should have been ten hours. hours. Nothing more. But the the whole section where Ellie goes after Abby again, <laughs> like then she comes back to the house and Dina's gone. Everybody's left. She's like on her own again. There's a cost to her going after revenge. What does Abby lose going after Joel? What does she lose? Purpose. Um, what, what? Motivation. No. <laughs> I mean, because you got to think she she came across a new purpose. She got, she got, she came across a new purpose. She didn't, but that's disconnected one. from the Joel stuff. That mm. probably would have happened anyways. Yeah, that that's why I think the story is told in the in the, in the wrong order. It should have just been like Seth. I think you said that you're, uh, a while ago. This should have been an anthology. You should have never had the original characters in here in the first place. Just make it Abby's story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you couldn't even have to call it the Last of Us Part Two. I mean, they did an Uncharted game called Lost Legacy. You could have, yeah, done just an uh, Abby side effect story and had the game end. Like, hey, we found him. He's in Jackson, and then it—it's literally her on a on a a cliff looking at Jackson because we all know what fucking Jackson is. And then we get into the next one, and that's where we get our ramifications. But yeah, yeah, it's but Abby gets so shafted at times in this game, and you want—we're trying to tell a story, and we tell it with one, like you said, Jesse, and then Abby. It's like she goes through some shit, but it's not this reverberating repercussion of her revenge that Ellie gets. And it's just like, if you're trying to tell us that revenge is bad, why are you only doing it for one of your characters? Well, and yeah. and, and, and not even having like a challenge for Abby to overcome to receive the thing she wants. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. so, well, before we start to pull the because the, the story is really a lot of where the issues lie in this episode. Spoilers for the rest of the episode. Because um, the, the biggest problem with the yeah. game itself, if you like, <clears throat> this is probably the reason why the TV show has been doing so well, because people were like, wow, if you cut the gameplay sections from the game, it's actually not a lot changes. Yeah, well, because it's basically just a movie with some gameplay interludes. Yeah. So, a- so I, I want to ask if was there anything about the gameplay that didn't work for you guys? Because I know specifically there was a few elements that were added to this game from the first one that I remember, and and the these added elements are annoying obstacles in my opinion um <laughs> you can jump and go prone wow welcome to 1998 yeah so so those those additions are good i'm i was cool the the 
forgetting that I could go prone was more of my issue uh, half the time. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Um, but so specifically the the rope work stuff that was added to the game. A lot oh, of games yeah. are fucking around with that right now, and a lot of games are a lot better at it. If I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that it's that realism balance, you know, we're yeah. trying to oh, you can control your momentum. I don't fucking give a shit. I'm playing a video game. Just just <laughs> Well fucking, and, and let's go. So my thing is like if you're gonna add something for 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 like ambulatory sake, you know what I mean? A, a big issue yeah. I had was doing the, the rope swing. Um Yes. Hated it. That was the clunkiest mechanic. Obnoxious, yep. Yeah, like you don't swing very far because they're trying to be hyper realistic, but like because it's so hyper realistic that brought you uncharted. Yeah, because it's I so hyper realistic, you gotta you gotta get the the pendulum swing just perfect to to, to land. And to, uh, at a certain point, I was like, I have played so many like side scrolling games that have swinging better than this. What the fuck is going on? Like I mean, it's just their movement. Their movement in general just felt so at times so very stiff when you weren't in combat. In combat it felt fluid, but I also think that its shooting mechanic was was very loose. It didn't feel as tight as I wanted it to, but I also played this game coming off the back of The Division 2, which mm. has really really tight third person shooting mechanics. Yeah. And then you go to this game and it's very loose. And I was like, maybe it's just me. So I went and played Tomb Raider recently. Uh, no, it's fucking The Last of Us. The shooting just feels very loose. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't understand why there. there's just no satisfaction to me in the combat portion uh, of that game. And honestly, some of the exploration, like if you wanted to get everything in this game, the exploration is a chore. There is just so yeah. much everywhere, and it's kind of overwhelming. And it's also not built in a way that makes you want to find it, and none of it's like worthwhile of finding. Like yeah. Tomb Raider, going yeah. out of your way to explore, you got like, oh, you're also learning this ancient language, so you can actually decipher some of these things. Like, it's just stuff from the old world, and it's just kind of pointless i, I think also there, there's that one open world section in the beginning of the game and Ugh. then everything else is kind of a straight line <laughs> which oh. I, I honestly i was okay with that because I, I was real tired of that open world very quickly and so i was like if this is how it's gonna be i'm gonna fucking stop and so when it went away i went thank christ <laughs> jesse that that whole open world section for for it being there was such a chore because it yeah. it, it existed to it. like to like help us believe that these characters are, are like getting into each other and, and we like buy into yep. the relationship. I like, I understand narratively why it's there, but it, I remember just going like, I'm doing all of this to get through a gate that I need to plug a cable into anyways. Like, like I've got <laughs> yeah. six more little, little puzzles ahead of me to, to get through this part before anything else in the game happens. <laughs> and so and see, and yeah. that's, I, I caught that's myself why, a lot yeah. just being like, uh, I'm gonna stick to straight narrative stuff. If this isn't moving the game forward, I'm avoiding it. And and, and, and games like Dying Light and Dead Island spoil us because yes. everything you explore is worth exploring. Well, I mean, God of War, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, like two other yeah. Sony big open worlds, did a great job of making you want to see these other corners because there is some cool stuff, and their layout was it was like promoting exploration yeah nothing about this game promotes exploration to me it promotes yeah. me 
wanting to get to the fucking end of it. No, but another big the, issue uh, I had with the game that di- that disinterested me from doing exploration, the fucking color palette. This is like the grayest looking cool. game. It's also it dark so, as shit. It's dark, it's gray. It's like yeah. why do I want to explore? Everything looks the same. It's I had like, to keep turning the first, up my I, I went back and I played the remake of the first game recently. It's oh, so it's great, bright. Isn't it? yep. Oh, it's brilliant. It's colorful. Like it's even though it's the apocalypse, there's still just there's detail everywhere. It's really well done. Yeah. Like you really want to be in that world. Like that one yeah. moment where when you're towards the end of the game and you see the giraffes yeah. wandering through the park, it's like, oh, it's such a beautiful moment. There's no moment like that in this game. Like, that's the biggest issue. For the first game being about finding hope in in misery and trying to find hope at the end of the world, this this game kind of says, yeah, fuck it. We're all fucked anyways. Fuck uh, it. They... Fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. Everyone's an asshole. Everything sucks. <laughs> Go ahead and... Go kill yourself. Well, I mean, like well, it's a miserable experience. Why do I give a shit about anybody if everybody is so miserable all the fucking time? Because everybody is bad. Every, nobody is nobody is inherently good or inherently evil. Everyone is a mix of both. That's the one thing that The Last of Us and the TV show is doing a really good job of that of keeping that point. But in the a game, world like this, the, I, not I, everyone is good or evil. I think that I think the narrative expressly disagrees with that by making it about protecting the innocence of a little girl. Like yeah, well, the, in the first game, yes, but in the end, did, could he? No, because she almost. And I shouldn't say this. Uh, hopefully, it's co- no. It'll come out after tonight. She almost gets fucking raped in the first game. Oh yeah, yeah the and that's when like her innocence <laughs> is taken from her. So he spends all this time trying to protect her. You and you can't. You cannot do that in this world. That there is no such thing as innocence. In this world, it will be taken at some point or another. And when it's taken from her, her security was Joel. And that is where this game gets off is now Joel is gone. And I think that this is me thinking about it now as you were talking, Jesse. I think that that's why the color palette is so dreary is because it is the mentality of the two mains. That's how they're seeing things. It is dark. It Mm. is dreary. It is dull. Because... What the? F- I mean, oh yeah, it Abby matches the tone love. of the game for sure. Yeah, Abby had love. She had a family, and Ellie killed them all. Ellie had family, and that that was taken from her. Mm. And she couldn't, like, neither of them could see that there were things for them to not need to do this. I, I think the other reason why this got such negative reception when this came out, uh, this came out in 2020 at the height of the pandemic. Oh yeah. When the world literally was ending, uh, it was not the best time to release a game about being miserable and depressed. Bad timing. Absolutely. Bad, bad timing. The other two games that came out were Animal Crossing for the Switch (laughs) and Doom Eternal. (laughs) And those those two two games games became friends. They became the best of friends, and that's the two things that should come out during a pandemic. One is about just making a house with your friends. The other one is about violently tearing a demon in half. Arcadely violence. Yes, arcadely violence. violence. <laughs> yeah, this this is not the thing that should have been released in 2020. Well, and also, I would even I would even go as far as to say Doom is worth exploring. Even, yeah, oh even God, though that's, it's, yeah, it's so it's much fun, literally that, it's hell. So fun. It's literally yeah, hell, it's, and it's worth exploring. Yeah, that game. <laughs> that game reinforced why I don't like Halo. It's so smooth. And it's then, so smooth. It's so quick. Smooth. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. What it, speed is what matters in a, in a first person shooter. I mean, you also got to think of the other game that came out during the pandemic, and it was Final Fantasy VII Remake. So you have oh nostalgia, nostalgia. Oh, not again nostalgia. 
the mobile game and Doom Eternal, right? So you have three really, you know, the the difference is it's like Final Fantasy is talking about the environment. Animal Crossing is a glorified mobile game that is just going to be mind-numbing and fun. And then Doom Eternal is just being the baddest motherfucker on the world. Not <laughs> Those games are not like, I'm depressed. Fucking The Last was Part 2. When I started playing it, if you go back to my stream archive on Twitch, you can see me actively enter depression playing that game. <laughs> it's so fucking depressing. And it's well, just, it, it, that's the story of the game is that, you know, the government's become a fascist dictatorship that don't give a fuck about the population. If we learned anything about the our government during the pandemic of 2020, yeah. the government really didn't give a fuck about us. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> yes. game really should have waited. Like you had people in the literally dead bodies in trailers on the streets of New York because they had no more space in morgues to put them. Like that's how bad it was. Mm. It's just timing. I think if it would have came out a year later, maybe because I, I like I just rewatched it, rewatched a, a walkthrough of it, and I'm like, this is less depressing now than it was. But again, three year difference, uh, you know, so things are a little different for me as well as everything else. And it's just like, damn, that game was depressing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sad. <laughs> I, I do think I, I will say I think this will probably be the after this we could jump into the fix. Totally. But I will say this. Like I said, this would work great as a TV show, mm. which Can't is wait. why it's probably going to be just yep. fine in season two and three because they said they're going to divide the second game into two oh, you have seasons. To. They you have, have to. to. Like you, you can't do it in one season. Mm. Uh, whoever is cast as Abby's a- actress, I think they I have cast feel her. So I so bad for you. Yeah, I'm. I, God be with you. You're gonna get I the hope, worst hate. God, I think. I think she's supposed to be introduced in the last episode. Ooh, I think Abby. They, they, yeah, I think they secretly. Oh, that would be great. Well, because they they introduced Dina in episode six. Yeah. Well, we don't season. know if that's Dina. Well, they haven't confirmed any of that. Well, it looks just like her. <laughs> I'm, I'm not pretty sure there's like, like why do you think they went to Jackson early? It was the it was the red jacket was, too. She was wearing Jackson. the red jacket that she wears at the beginning of this game. Yeah, it's 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 Dina. It, it's Dina. So well, that so, was when they went to Jackson. That was around the same time. They just hung out in Jackson longer. Was it Jackson? No, they went to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where he was. He was in Wyoming. They 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 go to hit that camp. That's where they meet Maria uh, and all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. They go back. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it does show that this would be great as a TV show, but it just doesn't yeah. work as a game because you want to have a good time while you're playing a game, even if the story is kind of sad and depressing. Like, like remember the game Manhunt for the, for the Xbox? Remember that? Jesus uh, Christ. Yes. Yeah. Did. Yeah, I remember Manhunt. Yeah, like, I remember Manhunt. that is another example of a oh, game that would work really well as, like, a movie or a TV mm. show, vile as it is. It's not so great as a game because the game is like, oh, you're encouraged to murder people. Mm. I understand. I enjoyed that game. But I also was like 12 when that thing came out. <laughs> Working through some my, shit. That's my point. Is it, there, there's oh, just some yeah. points where there's just, a, there's just a line that gets crossed in gaming where it's like, I don't, I shouldn't be playing through this. It, it doesn't feel satisfying at a certain oh. point. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of games that, but that, that's the problem. It we're depends being critical. On the like, we're like, being critical of The Last of Us. I can name, without even trying, two games that just aren't fun to play. Some of them feel tedious. Uh, Breath of the Wild feels tedious at times with its fucking system. And Red Dead Redemption 2 just feels like tedium. And they're like, oh my god, these are two of the greatest games of all mm. time. 
But yeah, here we are, nitpicking part two of The Last of Us. And I think it has, I think all three of these games suffer from that same kind of mentality where there's so much tedium. And you're just like, yeah. oh, I don't want to play you anymore. Stop. And, and it almost feels like they feel the same way about adding that stuff in. It almost feels like a begrudged, like, well, because we know people are going to want to explore these levels a bunch, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to do the, the stuff here, but but we want to uh, guide you along a narrative interactive experience. Yeah. And and so I think the... That kind of, when it's done begrudged, it, it you get the the lackadaisical stuff, the throw the rope over and swing, press R one and and lean and and it's like for yeah. for why? Tell me more story. <laughs> also, this is the point. This came out at a time when uh, QTEs were passe. At this point, can yeah. we stop that now, please? Yeah. Like I'm over it. I'm so done with it. Even God of War has been moving away from it. More QTEs, please. I'll take uh, a whole game of QTEs. Only. He, oh, I just played Detroit Become Human. <laughs> even uh, the new um, the the remake of Resident Evil Four, which comes out later this month, they've said they've removed the QTEs. Nice. They're gone. Hell yeah, they did. They are gone. Yes. The only things that are gone. in there are that you can actually block with your knife now. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah. the only QTE you have is you block. Hopefully the shooting is satisfying for the first time. Resident well, you can actually three. move and shoot at the same time. People that said that, oh, you shouldn't remake that game. No, fuck. It needs a remake. Dude, <laughs> How about you archaic. all shut the fuck up? <laughs> that thing was archaic by today's standards. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Bang. All right. I, I can't wait Damn. to describe tank controls to people in like 30 <laughs> years. There, there was a time when you couldn't move and shoot. What? Hey, hey guys, do you remember the two new infected that came in this game no what were they uh the shambler which is essentially like uh exploding spores which my favorite part about the exploding spores is why the fuck does that matter to ellie because she's immune right that's dumb and then the frankens the the fucking amorphous blob boss fight that abby has where oh the rat king (laughs) yeah oh yeah the rat king dude (laughs) bullet sponge the the boss (laughs) So fucking annoying. But that's the that's the thing. Like, if you really take all of the clickers out of this game, the game doesn't change. It's but it's it reminds me a little bit of like the Transformers movies. It's mostly about just people just being shitty to each other. <laughs> there's there's no like joy in the game. Like you need a moment to take a breath, and there's no people just sitting down and just enjoying things. Like, just well, there there is early, there is far. early on. I I, yeah. I would yes. I would actually defend the first third of this game. Yes, um, the flashbacks are meant to be like. Oh, here is some of that. I think that's no. Why I don't even mean the flashbacks. I mean like like uh uh you know uh, um Ellie and Dina hooking up. Like mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, th- okay, those yeah. moments are only in the first third. After that, it's yep. it's just like once we get to Seattle. Uh, yeah, because I'd even argue this game's a little flashback dependent too. Uh, so much. Yeah, just, if you actually if you take the flashbacks out of the game, the story motivations don't actually work. Oh yeah, it's no time, exactly. It reminds me of weird. um what was it uh Max Payne three where it depends on the flashbacks to explain certain plot points. Yes, I love Max Payne. D- dude, perfect. Oh. one hundred percent. That is exactly yeah. my issue. I like Max Payne 3 as a game, but if you actually break down the story in chronological order, it makes Max look like a fucking idiot. Like, you didn't realize that your partner was a fucking human trafficker? Yeah, How did you not know? That's a full-time job. Andrew Tate is a busy man. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Tate has cancer. Couldn't have happened to a better person. Fuck you. Does he have cancer? No, I thought he made made fun of somebody who had cancer. No, he has lung cancer. He did both. 
I feel so bad. <laughs> Fuck him. I Fuck feel you. So bad. Rotten prison, you piece of shit. He, be- I feel so bad for that cancer. Back before 2016, he used to taunt people on Twitter who would post GoFundMe's about their like sick kids and like taunt them and say he would pay for everything if they would admit their bad parents. Oh, you can still find the screenshots. This like straight up happened. I saw a couple uh, of them. Yeah. Fuck that scumbag. He, oh, he's man. a piece of shit. What a fun guy, huh? So that's Max Payne's partner, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it just you needed some joy in this game after the first third. There just isn't. Dude, anything. killing zombies should Even, be fun for the characters. Yeah. Like, characters can, should express like, that this is sometimes fun. Like, remember I, we were talking about Doom Eternal just now. How fun is it to just blow everything up in that game? Right. I did enjoy using clickers to kill other enemies, though. I that will say that fun. that is an awesome mechanic that I do that like now. Fun. You can grab a normal person and, like, throw them at another clicker. And that like, is awesome. That, like, create noise near the other people and the shamblers, and they all go after them. I love that. But again... It's not in a lot of that game. It's in like two parts that you can do oh, that dude. shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> getting right. the AI to infight is a lot of fun. D- yeah. d- d- getting the AI to infight was like broken on my playthrough. <laughs> that was, I, I would just run around and watch people killing each other and then whoever would win, I would just immediately kill them and, and never had to do, I was never in danger. You just walk up, congratulations, stab. Congrats, you lose too. Yeah. Uh, also, with, with regards to the realism, like there was times when just it would just pull me out of the game because it was just so vile. I think I mentioned this on another episode, mm. the exploding arrows you get for your bow and arrow. Jesus when Christ. You, when you fire at a person, I said it was like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where the, you know, the guy tries to put the, te- the bomb on the side of the tank and he explodes. Right. It literally looks like that. Yeah. Like the guy just evaporates. They're just gone. Listen, like, it, it's just, it's so disgusting. I don't need Spielbergian cinema photographer deaths imprinted in my brain from my actions that's why uh, maybe that's why i play video games though yeah but feel sorry for ellie feel sorry for ellie and her and all the things that have happened to her I, because she just blew that dude up with a bow and arrow like the people she's going after a lot of them they're not bad people Think about it. How many of these are actually horrible human beings? I mean, like, the game kind of goes out of its way to say, like, this is a cult, and so they're dangerous. I think, I think that's, I think that's really the, the, the weirdness of the game is everyone is dangerous, but no one's, like, bad unless we see their actions, right? But we assume everyone is dangerous, and that's... It goes out of its way to make you hate everyone. Well, that's not, that's not real life. You know, like you don't walk. No, you don't walk into a, a Walmart and go. Every person in here is dangerous. You go. Everyone in here has the capacity to be dangerous, and I'm assuming that we're all actually kind of cool, even if you fuck things up in your life somewhere. I don't know. I just kind of hate everybody as a as a way to as a safe way forward. <laughs> and I think even... that that's the thing. I think if you've had, I think, but I think it's the mentality of your trauma. You know, yeah, that's true. depending on how you've been hurt, when you've been hurt and who you've been hurt by your trauma could put you in a sense where you can't trust anybody. It's it's very hard for some people, including myself, to just let anybody close. And so you have a perception that everyone is is, is against you mm. and everyone is is someone that's going to hurt you. And it's it's like a blanket and it keeps you from from experiencing experiencing something that you don't want to experience again. Yeah. So it's like you're trying to protect yourself from more trauma. 
And, you know, I think that there is some of that in this game, but I also think that it's overdone. But there is a lot of xenophobia in this game. Oh, yeah. Like, just blindly being scared of the scars, blindly being scared of the WLF. And then once Abby gets closer to the scar, you know, uh, Yara and Lev, and figuring out that not every scar is just monster person uh, is kind of, like, redeeming. And then when you find out, you know, then the truth about Lev being, being trans comes out. And then you really find out that there are people within the scars, her mother, or the, the, yeah, Yara's mother. Yeah, it was their, both of their mothers, right? Yara and Lev. Yes. Yeah. Had to think for a second. And, you know, when Yara tells him that, like, our mother's going to kill him. And you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Um, uh, You're like, okay, that person's bad. But, yeah. You know, then then once they go to get Lev and they're leaving and Isaac comes. And Isaac's just, you know, gonna kill both of them because they are scars. And you're like, holy fuck. That is so fucked up. Uh, Yara then gets uh, blasted after taking out Isaac. Jesus Christ, that was brutal. Um, and Abby has kind of her redemption with Lev and her ability to start over with this young person to maybe teach them to be better now i don't know if we're ever going to get to that you know but i'm hoping that maybe that does come up where we do see abby's salvation you know i think i think part three you know part one is joel's salvation part two is is ellie and abby's downfall and part three is ellie and abby's salvation Mm. uh and maybe they ever do if they ever do a part three yeah, if that's how they're doing it, then sure, I'm in, and maybe I can, you know, in retrospect, go back and appreciate things more at times. Yeah. But uh, I still two, think there's some narrative problems for me. Two things. One, I just realized something. Abby basically becomes Joel. Yeah, Ellie and Abby both are Joel. No, I mean, like, Abby literally takes a child under her wing to save her. Mm. Well, save him. Joel did not want to. <laughs> So, well, th- but she ends up doing the same thing, though. She ends up trying to just, she finds redemption and salvation in this child. And see, and if we look at, at yeah. the end, Ellie's alone. Ellie hasn't gotten to that point. Right. So she's yeah. still in her darkness. And so that's why is Abby got her revenge over with and then had to figure out what the fuck are they going to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. While Ellie didn't really get the revenge that she thought she wanted and now has to. F- she, she's lost. Mm. I didn't get the revenge. I, I don't feel satisfied. I, I'm alone. What the fuck do I do? And so that I really do hope they do a part three because Ellie right now is lost. And I would love f- for them to show Ellie finding herself again. Whether that's years down the line, you know, she's, you know, in her 30s trying to figure that out. I, I think that that's where that needs to go because Ellie has entered her period of time that Joel was in that we never saw. That 20 years of darkness that he was in. Mm. That's where Ellie is now. We got to see her descent into her dark period. Whereas with Joel, we never got to... We just were told about it here and there. Uh, and I think that that's, that's where we're at now. And while these are great things to have, they could never pay off. And that's just makes this game kind of more unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, that's the other, that's my second point was that 
Abby doesn't really have anything good ever happen to her mm. at any point. Like, the, she's almost like a punching bag for the narrative. God damn. It's like, it just seems so just gross and unfair. You know? Just... I think I think, I think think her entire treatment is unfair. From, from the mm. very beginning, we are introduced to this person who immediately kills a fan favorite character, and now we're supposed to play as them. You never gave her a chance to be liked. You yeah. took us from a character we have spent 14, 15, maybe more hours with getting to know, getting to love, and then you had this new person who I've spent maybe 30 minutes with kill him, and now I'm supposed to feel sympathetic for her, and I just don't give a shit at that point. And so you have just put her at such a disadvantage from the very beginning. I, Plus t- the fact that everyone thought she was trans because of the stupid leaks. See, I, 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 you may have just made it very clear to me why the game is this way. They were trying to make us go through the journey with Ellie personally. Like they they wanted us yeah. to go on that journey by by forcing us to play as that character and like forcing us like I, I understand the attempt. I, I do understand the attempt. Yeah. I think it makes sense to if you're gonna teach people revenge is bad, to lead them there by playing through the person that they would not want to play. You know what I mean? It's like, um what if what if one of like Batman's worst uh, or like you know, dumbest villains killed him, and then the game's now about the dumb villain, and it's like, oh yeah, that, that's... oh you're talking about one bad day. So <laughs> there, there is a Batman. There's a Batman arcs with one bad yeah. day, and it's it's a bunch. Oh dude, they're really good. Yeah, and yeah, I would love for them to do that kind of stuff, but that, I I, I think know, that's what they were chasing. I think that it is yep. it is lost when you are the one playing the character. Like I think the interactivity loses the ability to like force someone through that because like like I was saying, um, I, I there was a lot of choices made in the game that I would not personally make. Yeah, it, even down to even down to like the sandwiches, you know, like I, mm. I I'm not gonna give up a sandwich just because this like this is the end of the world and I'm hungry and I'm not gonna say no to a sandwich because I'm asshole. Uh, I'm going to eat the sandwich. Like that's just me uh, cuz I'm different than Ellie, right? But uh, I think I'm very frustrated that uh that 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 the idea is so good, but there it puts me as the player into a place that I don't want to be. Like I want to yeah. be able to make decisions f- as if I am making them for that character. And I think a lot of the time for the sake of the narrative, you're forced to watch the character's decision play out in a way that you wouldn't have done it. And, and that's, that's where, like Jesse was saying at the beginning, that cognitive dissonance gets real strong where it's like, I wouldn't have done that. So now I have to watch what happens to the thing that I wouldn't have done anyway. (laughs) And it it punishes my logic. Also, the big, that's, also, that's the big difference for me too with with the Last of Us. The first one I can connect to Joel as a father, right. yeah, and and seeing that you know the decision making that was done in that first game by him is a little bit easier to connect to. While in this one, it, I don't connect to any of that shit. I can't. Yeah, uh, I was checked out. For, I, for so I much. connected like, the fuck care. to Ellie. You know, it's like yeah, I get why you want to go do something about this, but I've been the angry kid. I've been the angry kid who just wanted blood. Yeah. I have been that person. And sometimes it wasn't even directed at the person that I should have been directed at. But see, that's why I, 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 I was Joel. 
And so to have to go back and go through something I already went through and then to see the decisions that she make, which are not the same decisions I made, it it's really it's it's even harder to connect to. And it actually ended up upsetting me a lot more than what I thought it was, because, you know, when, when you are so angry mm. and you're angry all the time and the thing that you're angry with, you just can't get to. It's just it's out of your reach and you just can't reach it and to mm. you just you just go and you're just trying to reach it and you just can't. And at some point, you have to be able to either have someone help you stop or stop yourself, look inside and say, I can't reach it and it's not worth reaching. Mm. And that moment never happens. Yeah. And I was waiting for that moment for so long. And then after she killed Mel, I was gone. Yeah. I was I was so gone. I was like, this should have never gotten to that at all. Yeah. yeah. Killing a pregnant woman is like, well, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I'm disconnected from D- this. No, exactly. Exactly. And and that that's the loss of control there for the sake of the narrative divorces it from being a game and puts it right into being a, you know, just a, a movie, a, a something that I'm, I'm yeah. watching characters that I don't fully grasp why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and then I wanted to bring up two last points. Um, so one, why does this take place four years later? Um, I can tell you the main reason is because they wanted to age Ellie up to the point where she's 18 so you can have sex yeah. scenes. Uh, the other reason is how the fuck do Ellie and Abby keep bumping into each other? Look, I get it that you're on a path to try to find each other, but it's a big fucking country and there's no modernized transportation anymore. How the fuck do you two keep bumping in? I'm willing to give a little leeway, but Fucking hell. How do you keep crossing paths? <laughs> it just it's so fucking convenient after a certain point. The fact that Ellie finds Abby in Santa Barbara at the very end of this thing. Yeah. How? Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so That's so stupid. Oh my god. Hey, we heard rumors she's here. I'm like, how the fuck did you hear what kind of fucking rumor system is there in the Hey, I heard rumor Joel's and Jackson. It's like, how the fuck? Are these rumor mills? Go- these are the most impressive rumor mm. mills. I think I these are cross-state fucking rumor mills without technology. That's pretty goddamn good. And and I think that's the thing is they forgot technology didn't exist. And so they have these logic leaps that make no sense mm. if there's no fucking technology. Like, none of that makes any sense to me. Like, I found Joel. He's well, in Wyoming. And, and something, because huh? I, I, I want to I key in on what I think is the, the, the best fix that we could do here. And I'm something that the game is going at great lengths to show you is that when you group people by their group they lose their peopleness right yes uh they become a they become a collective not an individual stereotypes are dumb right collective minds are dumb and too. and communism is and bad so, what? and yeah. so if you if your game is about you know showing that it these are real people uh in in, in yeah. the apocalypse how how are these real people who all hate each other communicating all this fucking bullshit information around the United States? No one trusts each other. No one talks to each other. Everyone wants to kill each other. Who's talking to who? 
but I think that's the uh, one of one of my favorite. That yeah, that 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 makes no sense. I, this yeah, is why the, there's like the three rattlers different dynamics are, are, at play here. The rattlers aren't out there talking to the the cult, right? And and the WLF no. isn't in the rattlers, and, and and so it's like, how are these people communicating? Yeah, and I think it's just like the rattlers came across the firefly. It's right. not explained. There's though. there's too many they, groups. There's too many groups. There, there's too many groups, and I think that that's. But here's the thing that I'm thinking that they're trying to show you about Jackson. I think there's also a a, a conversation about socialism a little bit here too, which is my favorite thing. Uh, Jackson is you know socialist socialist mecca a little bit. Still has its assholes in it, but. It, they they tend to themselves. They, they mind even their point that business. out in the TV show when Tommy realizes <laughs> we're not communists. So no, we live in a funny. commune. We're communists. It's like yeah, you're communists. Like, oh shit! And it's just like <laughs> they are trying to just survive in this world and have their own little piece of mm-hmm. pie. The WLF. They were trying to outreach, and they thought that they, they they had an obligation to take out the scars, and the scars had to do their thing, and, and then the Radlers had to do. It's just like there's so much self-imposingness in this world and you're just like how haven't we after all this shit went down just gone bro i just want to fucking like so i'm tired i that's where owen was getting to i'm tired, tired. so here's my quick i want to be away here's my quick pitch we make that infighting and lack of communication part of the game and gameplay so this is a story about abby that take yes. takes pl- takes in. place after uh, the events of Last of Us One. It's called, you know, La- the Last of Us whatever subname. Not part two. Lost Legacy. We're not continuing Joel or or <laughs> Ellie at this point. Let's call it Last of Us Two. Yeah, Last of Us Two. <laughs> um, Abby uh, lives out west and uh, grew up around all of these communities and is aware of them and is trying to protect a little Jackson-like commune with her and her people. And so she decides in her need for uh, revenge to to go out and set these groups against each other. So the gameplay element that we brought up earlier, where zombies are fighting people, people could be fighting people. You could imagine a zombie game where you could play the survivor teams off of each other and maybe a little like semi-open world, semi-narrated kind of thing where when instead of that that uh sequence in the city that i was complaining about earlier being just a random side quest those are your areas for the gameplay now that what and we have those along the story where you can interfight you know based on where you're at in the story who's who's in those areas the zombies against the the wlf against you know whoever's occupying the city whatever um, that way, the sc- like the scale of your zombie game goes up, but it's still about like personal character stuff, and th- and then we just follow her quest for revenge as she interplays these groups and and learns the lessons over and over of why like she's playing people's revenge off of each other's revenges and and is learning this this larger lesson of if we keep playing people against each other, our world doesn't recover. Mm-hmm. Is she still going to be the daughter of the surgeon from the end of the first game? Let, let's say no. 
I would I would disconnect yeah. that entirely because that that felt like such a retcon. It's like, oh, this this random NPC is a major player now. It's like, honestly, it, and and my thought is, what if like her parents were killed off early? Like Ellie, we we get introduced to an orphan, but an orphan that doesn't get a parent figure. There's no Joel for Abby. Yeah, what's that story yeah. look like? Also, if, if, I was, was going to mention, uh, we, I did discuss this, I think, last week. I said if you must have Ellie in this story, have it be like Resident Evil 2 where you get to choose one quest or the other. Don't jump back and forth in the middle of the game. Choose one story or the it's other. Time. That- it's time to bring up my weird game. <laughs> it's time. Do it. <laughs> we should it? make it like Wild Arms. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the RPG, the turn-based RPG from the 90s, baby. We should allow you to pick the perspective that you play as. And so if you're going to choose Abby, if we're going to keep it, this, I'm okay with her story. I really am. And I'm okay with her motivations. Just, uh, you know, a lot of the shit that you play as with Abby happens before all of Ellie shit. And so, like, if you really want to tug at my heartstrings more, uh, have me play as Abby first. Or... You know, let's keep up this weird day counter that keeps popping up that I don't give two shits about. Why don't we just keep switching back and forth or allow... Oh, Abby's on Seattle, day two. Uh, Ellie's on Seattle, day one. Uh, And, you know, if you pick Seattle, day two, it's like, hey, there are things that happen in Ellie's side of the story that if you don't play as beforehand, you're going to miss the context. And just allow that choosing uh, of the sides of the story. So you could, like... allow you... Like, like... If the game's in three chapters, right? So, so we yep. do. You could play each, like through each chapter leading up through, yep. and it would mark your progress like that for you. Like you could just play straight through yes. Abby, and then go yep. straight through Ellie. Prologue, Seattle Day One, Seattle Day Two. Yeah. Prologue, Seattle Day One, Seattle Day Two, and then of course the final, the final chapter is your is just your Abby at that because at that point, let's be honest, at the point where you go to confront Ellie. You're fucking on Abby's side <laughs> because holy fucking shit that she just kill everyone, including a pregnant woman. And so if if you're telling the story in a certain way at that point, you're not on Ellie's mm. side. You're totally on Abby's side. She has valid reasons for doing what she did. She has valid reasons for being angry at that point because she was trying to let it go, even though, you know, I mean, she did kill Joel, but Joel earned his death. Joel earned his death, but it doesn't have to be motivated by. <laughs> They're making doctor. a big point of that on the show too. They're really making a big point of that on the show. Yeah, they're really the, saying, "Yeah, he deserves to die." They're the really other, hammering that home. The other like, thing that they're eh. hammering home is there was no fucking guarantee that a vaccine could yeah, be made. Yeah, yeah, it's a fungus, yeah, people. Yeah. Do you know yeah. how difficult and how almost impossible it is to make a vaccine? See, I, I thought fungus. that was that's why they had that prologue. I thought in the yep. first episode. I, I thought that was yep. the genius of the first game. If I'm being honest, that like a game all about finding the cure, where there was never ever going to be a cure in the first place. Like I, I was no guarantee because like, I think about yep. like Dying Light Two has like the most goofy superhero ending to a zombie game you could ever have. It is fun. It's I fun for its game. own thing, but like it's still about a cure, right? Like we're still chasing this idea, yeah. and it's like mm-hmm. guys. 
no, come on. Or or just just yesterday we talked about Blade Trinity and the cure for vampirism, yeah. and that is well, this this weird fluid dart thing. If we shoot it into Dracula, his body will evaporate this vaccine that goes into the air system and then wipes out the vampires. Like that instant kill method. Yeah. It's in like the it's in the Avengers. <laughs> it's you know just the patient shut, zero mentality. Yeah, the patient zero thing. It's it, yeah, shut down the hive mind. You shut down all of them at the same time. Like That's what so would a dumb. cure even do to the people that are infected like what like the like the the mushrooms are gonna fall off of their brains like no they're done they're dead (laughs) they are still very much so aware of all the people they've killed like yeah the the, i've actually if you listen to uh a lot of the npc clicker dialogue you actually hear them say like hey help i i don't want to do they they are aware of what they're doing that's the that's the fucked up thing about cordyceps i don't think a lot of people are missing is yeah. yes, it's controlling what they're doing, but they're, they're still, still alive. They're still and aware. They're still aware of it. So it's like the worst type of zombie because yeah. they are still technically human. They just can't control themselves. So it's double fucked up. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the uh, the rage virus in Twenty Eight Days Later. Yes, you're still, oh, still technically virus. aware. You're still technically alive, yes. but you're just out of control of your inhibitions. Mm. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah. Yeah, right, but that's that's my approach to it. I, I've been thinking about. I changed that so many times, and like my first part of it was don't let Abby kill Joel that early. But if you're playing through a prologue that includes you know the part you know up through her fight, you know all that stuff with Owen that mm. happens, and it's just like when she's finally told, "Hey, he's in Jackson." By that point, you've spent three and a half, four hours with her, and so it's. It's at right. this point you're like, I understand. I understand. Her life changed and was affected so much by what he did to her. And she knew that there was a hope. There was something that could have maybe stopped this. And so you have this, it built her animosity more. You know, she looks at the world with this, this, this look of like, of what could have mm. been. If my dad succeeded... And doing something that sure might have been impossible, but what if he didn't? What if it was possible? You know, because Joel thought of, well, it's not. You know, the risk is too high. I'm not letting her die. Have Joel have El, have uh, Abby be the other side. Abby thinks only of what could have been mm. if the vaccine was made, and you know there are there are flashes of that at in her prologue, and you're just like, why can't you just allow me to pick? And also, if if you're not going to let me pick, fucking put Abby's shit first. Right. Like, holy fuck. If you're going to be like, this person, you're gonna we're going to force you to play as her. Also, she's going to kill a beloved character within, a, within like an hour and a half of the game. Oh, and by the way, the even bigger twist, he fucking saves her uh, at the start of this goddamn game. Why the fuck? Like, honestly. Uh, oh, my God. At that point, I was shocked they didn't twist the knife and have you kill Joel. I would have loved that. That would have made it even more like, personal. Yeah, it, you, and and it, it's like you got to swing, you know, hit A to swing. It's like a quick time event, and you do one, the, uh, and then you get to the third one, you think it's going to be the last one, and then it makes you keep going to like six or seven before it actually continues on. Dead, Just uh, twist the knife, you know game. what I mean? Clementine, you actually have to choose to kill or not kill the guy you've played as for the entire first season of The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, yeah, game. that's right. I remember that. Yeah. That would have been an awesome turn. And to just be like, now you have seen why Abby is here. You understand why Abby wants this. 
You see what Abby sees. Do it. He took hope. He took he took away hope. He not just took away your father. He took away hope for not just you, but for everybody. His selfishness needs to pay. Well, also, he effectively and, killed the Fireflies because he killed off the leaders. Yes. He so killed he's the off reason. your friends. He killed off your family. He has to pay. At that point, you could be like, yeah, with all the shit he did 20 years ago and that, he's earned this death. He earned it at this point. Instead, by the time you get to understanding what Abby did, it she's killed two people that you care. She killed Jesse. And Jesse was a cool dude. I like Jesse a fucking ton. Thank you. <laughs> and then, not you. You're okay. No, <laughs> you're second. This other, well, this Jesse's dead, so now you're first. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, he was just like such a cool dude. He understood everything. He was very open. He was very honest. And he helped Ellie process things. And then she shoots him in the face. And you're like, fuck it, this son of a bitch. And then, then you go through her stuff, and you're like, oh, I kind of feel bad at this point. But also, fuck you. Uh, why can't we... By the time she gets there, yeah, you'd be like, oh my god, why did she kill Jesse? And then that's when we're like, oh, her rage is taking over. Her revenge has blinded her. And so we have the same story happening, where her revenge for her friends has now blinded her again, and Ellie has continued the cycle of her mm. rage. And so our theme is better reinforced if we just put Abby first. Hey, guys, we have to have Ellie be first. She's the titular character. No, the game's called The Last of Us, not Ellie Presents. How warm, how, put Abby first. How warm of a hug would it have felt to be, to be Ellie for the first time, like halfway through the game instead? Yeah, especially at that yeah. point with all the shit that Abby goes through. Because then at that point, you're like, damn, damn. Yeah, honestly, like, there, there are changes that I would make to gameplay. There are, like, things that I would have liked to see advanced, but... But the last hour of our conversation has been about the story. Yeah, the gameplay, yeah. if you really well, and, think about and, it, is fairly And mundane. honestly, it's been more about the editing. Uh, like, it, logistically, yep. you could... Structuring the you, game You better. could restructure the yep. story in a way to accomplish your idea a little more solidly and then have have us as the audience not get pissed off while we're playing the game give me a chance to love yeah. abby because she honestly deserved it she deserved love and she had it taken away from her she had hope in her heart and that got taken away from her and joel mm -hmm. took it and so her her revenge is is understood ellie's is, is reactionary it's 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 fear more than it is yeah. anger at times uh and then it morphs into this blind hatred uh you know she she's no better than wlf at that point who just blindly hate the scars she just lumped every press every person in the wlf as an enemy instead of actually thinking that people are doing things for certain reasons and you know showing abby and showing the humanity of the wlf makes ellie's story harder mm. and so it just adds more Revenge is fucking bad. And the people that you hurt, not just the person you're trying to hurt, but everybody else in your path who gets hurt, it doesn't deserve it. And so it just reinforces the revenge is bad in a more organized way mm. for me. Um, by starting with yeah. Abby. And, and she, and honestly, she deserved it. And I can't wait for whoever the person that I'm going to fall in love with that is cast as Abby because I do love me a strong woman. 
uh, and Abby got them guns to go along with it, and so I'm super excited to see whoever gets cast as her in the live action, and I hope she's got thick skin because God, people are gonna come after her. Oh, we have to make a mainly because of Pedro. it's funny you bring that up. Uh, we have to make a retraction from the last time the three of us were talking about muscle mommies. Um, Lean Beef Patty mm. can't be Wonder Woman. She's five two. Oh. oh. Damn. Listen, if Tom Cruise could be Jack Reacher. I saw a Patty. podcast she was on recently and she was like, Yeah, everyone thinks I'm like five eight or five nine. I'm five two. And I was like, Oh my god. Some camera angles. Jesus. Some camera angles. I I think I listened to that podcast. I think I listened to that podcast too. She's awesome. Yeah, I a, a, a re edit. Uh, I still don't retract it. She can play Diana. Fuck you, haters. A, a, a re-edit would be nice. Uh, a little additional gameplay aspects would be nice that aren't throwing ropes and cables around. Hey, man, I, I don't Throwing even like to take realism. care of the cables on my desktop. Why do I want to do your yep. your cable orientation in a game? Seth has heard the way I say, well, what about them cables? I say, go fuck yourself. That's right. what I say to cable management. Go fuck yourself. I don't, got, I don't give a shit. How about yeah. that? I plug I think- the shit in, it works. Shut the fuck up. I think the person they'd cast as uh, Abby is um, who was a uh, Shannon Berry. Oh, let me let me go this for Look, uh, look that up real quick. Shannon Berry, B E R R Y. Oh, she looks like her. Oh, hello there. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm in love. So, um, wait, hold on. Are you eighteen? Hold on. You can watch something she's in. Probably, I'll probably watch something she's in. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's got that that strong face. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, she's gonna be perfect. I'm excited. Oh, she was in the Wilds, the Amazon show, so I have to watch that probably. Yeah, she's yeah. 21. Yeah, it's perfect. Drummond ex- apparently if, followed yeah. her on uh, Instagram, so it's everyone's kind of like, oh, that's who the cast is, Abby. It's like, well, there was a video of someone. There's like a TikTok going around of someone who's in Quantum Mania, and she is swole. And all the comments are, Abby, is that you? And I'm just cracking up <laughs> laughing. If I could find the TikTok, I would tell you, because it was like, I think it was a Mar- Marvel's TikTok where she was like doing an interview and she walks up and I'm like, holy shit, she does look like Abby. And then I open the comments and that's all everyone's talking about. I'm like, yep, all right. Everyone's got Last of Us on the brain. It's like, it's great. Yeah, can't. <laughs> we haven't really talked about what we think about the TV show because it's not really the subject of this yeah. discussion. Yeah, I fucking love that TV I mean, show. But there's no, we'll do it to whatever's way up at some point with regards to the show, but let, we'll just say this right now. The show is very, very, very good. I love that show. Because they Second basically just best... said, yeah, the gameplay is irrelevant. <laughs> Second best video game adaptation ever. What's the first? Castlevania. Yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. I will say at this point, uh, with regards to any future adaptations of any other games, if they don't... Imagine if that Resident Evil Netflix show came out after this. The creators of that show would have been fucking crucified. Man, do you remember all the momentum and positive steps forward that video game adaptations were going? And then <laughs> that fucking thing came out? Yeah, I think at this point, <sighs> if if they ever try to make any show or, or film based on any game, and it's not at least the quality of The Last of Us, those creators will probably be black- blacklisted from Hollywood. Because it, it's like, oh, we found our Iron yeah. Man. This is the one where it's like, oh, yeah, look at what we can do. Like, 
everybody was like, oh, that's all that we had to do, just adapt the game? Oh, well, fuck, let's just do that. <laughs> oh, all we had to do was think critically about ways that we could make it into a movie approach or a TV guys, approach. Guys, oh, guys, guys. Wow. ruining. You, 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 need to, you need to keep your voices down. Uncharted is sitting in the corner of the room crying right now. Um, <laughs> I like Uncharted. <laughs> fuck that movie. Oh, God, I love Uncharted. Like, that is like a non-movie. Listen, Uncharted at least uh, is salvageable and fun to watch at times. There's a lot of video game adaptations that I want to change blow my the cast, out. and you've I'm, got I'm, it. No, no listen, about? it's it's not. No, even, it's I not the, the cast. cast is the only workable thing in that movie because oh, yeah. the, the Uncharted that. movie lesson, uh, Naughty Dog, is yeah. If you put a camera in front of two attractive men who are known for being in front of the camera, they're going to act really cool and nice for you, and it. And they're going to be smart asses, and that that's going to play that's off. That's not going to make a movie good. That's not all that makes mm-hmm. a movie good. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Two people who are very good at bouncing things off of each other worked well. No shit. Why do you think Mark Wahlberg has lasted this long in Hollywood? Because the guy is glue. Anybody can stick to him. He has got this ability to make chemistry happen out of fucking nothing. Shocker! It worked. Oh, Tom Holland, a younger version of that, also right. does that. Gee, no right. shit. Of course that worked. Of course that movie was entertaining because of that. I did like some no, of the no, The characters are entertaining in that film. That is absolutely the entertaining part. Absolutely. The story is the boring Jesus part. Christ. I love that story. Love it. Not the discussion for this yeah. episode, but yeah, I think we've kind of reached a point where it's like, just restructure the story of Last of Us yeah. 2. That's it. You guys will never have me back on Film Rescue because I can't hate <laughs> things so much too much. Well, that's why we made this show. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much for yeah. filling in as host. <laughs> of course, yeah. I, it, it, I, would you guys ever recommend playing this game? I personally no. would say no. There is an eight-hour movie cut on YouTube. Yeah, I'd watch, watch that. that instead. Just, just watch that. Because uh, the, the gameplay is yeah. so miserable and dour, and, and the game is too fucking long. There's I a lot of it, too. I, I, would, I would never I have one, one way in which I would recommend playing The Last of Us 2. Now. We, would you like to be a beta tester for season two of The Last of Us? No. <laughs> no. That's the sense. Dude, no, I would not. Last of Us 3 comes out. Guess what? Everybody is paying $60 to be the beta tester for season three, bitch. That's uh, exactly yeah. what's happening now. Welcome to the uh, new video me. game television era. You now pay to market test things for TV. Okay, oh, capitalism is a wonderful thing. Say thank uh, you, Jesse. Also, go Say play Wild you. Arms. <laughs> go play Wild Arms, guys. If you want a good, if you want to see what the Japanese think of westerns uh, outside of Trigon, you should go play Wild Arms. It's, uh, they're pretty batshit games, and they're pretty awesome. They have a lot of badass women. How'd you get there, dude? We are closing this show. How to get to Wild Arms? We I can get to Wild Arms. I can get to Wild Arms from anything, some okay? other day. Back to my <laughs> propaganda. Wild Arms. The first three are on PlayStation. You should go play them. They're all great. Oh, yeah. God. So, so okay. that, that's, that, every episode, baby. Every episode. That's enough. I've had ch- enough. Ch- Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Good night. Play Wild Arms. <laughs>